You're listening to Ari Snapshots, where each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds and decode some of the trickier concepts which crop up. Today on Ari Snapshots, we're chatting with Ari researcher Dr. Danica Goggin about her latest research on 2,4-D from the paper Identity and Activity of 2,4-D, I can't say that word, dichlorophenoxyacidic acid metabolites in wild radish. Did I get that okay? <laughs> pretty close, pretty much. It's pretty much correct. So in this work, Danica found that resistance in wild radish to 2,4-D is not metabolic resistance. So she's going to share with us some interesting details about what she found. So firstly, Danica, how are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast again. So can you give us an overview of this research to start with? Well, one of the first things you look for when you're starting on a herbicide resistance exploration is metabolic resistance. So I did all the radio-labeled 2,4-D studies and I found that 2,4-D was being metabolized in wild radish and the very first experiment I did it looked like there was a difference between susceptible and resistance I got excited but then when I repeated it I found that actually there was no difference yeah <laughs> yeah but by then I'd already initiated finding out what the metabolites are and I thought I might as well keep going because no one's done that since about the 70s or 80s so now that we have fancy new analytical equipment it might be a fun thing to do yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> yeah, and so I found some clever people in the chemistry building to help me with the hardcore chemistry stuff, and we managed to identify the metabolite that's in the susceptible and resistant radish. But unfortunately for us, it was one of the boringest ones you could possibly find. <laughs> so it's just... The plant sticks a glucose molecule onto the side chain of 2,4-D. So that's what we found in the S and the R. So can you explain in a little bit more detail what that actually means, like how that works? Well, the 2,4-D goes into the cell and then there's these enzymes in the plant called glucosyl transferases and what they do is stick glucose molecules onto things so it's normally for sort of regulatory purposes because if something's got a glucose on it, it doesn't work the same as without. And so um, when the glucose gets stuck on the 2,4-D, it's probably not as active at that time, but the plant is also capable of just snipping it off again and then it becomes active 2,4-D again. So it's probably just cycling around in the cell okay so Danica if it's not metabolic resistance what is going on then well that's the uh, million dollar question because we've sort of ruled out all the obvious things now and we're trying to find out what's less obvious but everything that I kind of find out in one population doesn't match up with all the other resistant populations so it's like they're all doing something a little bit different yes so it's probably to do with how the plant recognises the 2,4-D and then responds to it with its different kinds of gene expression and stress response and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's still not an answered question. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's a tricky little number. So, yeah, you're still obviously doing work on this to confirm exactly what's going on. So you kind of mentioned a little bit there about what you think might be going on, but can you give us a little bit more information about the continued work that you're doing in this area? 
Well, there's not that much continued work because the funding ended a few months ago. But what I'm finishing off at the moment is I've found a few proteins in the cell membrane that might be involved in resistance. So there's a couple of things that are called receptor-like kinases. So they recognize things that are outside the cell, like it might be a pathogen or a fungus or bacteria. And then they transmit a signal into the cell, like, watch out, build up your defense, something's coming. So a couple of those might be involved. And also a couple of transporters that are involved in resistance to things like heavy metals and stuff. So, but that's sort of, we need to do a lot of work to confirm that and... Yeah, depends on if we get any more funding. Fingers crossed. And it would be amazing if it did turn out to be one of those things that you're looking into. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Danica. You can find a link to Danica's paper on the RE website and you can also read RE Insight, which is on this paper too. So we'll put all these links on the podcast page. But thank you so much for sharing that interesting information about 2,4-D resistance in wild radish with us. No worries.